0: Tiger fans, welcome to the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I'm your host, Z Corey C., along with the co-pilot, Charles Bishop. But first things first, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users, rate and review the show, and everyone follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause. Which is the I Love Jackson State University. Joining us today is the Associate AD for JSU Sports Media, Mr. Dennis Driscoll. Welcome to the show, Dennis. Hey, how are you doing? We are doing well, all things considered. We definitely, uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you personally for all that you do for the podcast. You've really been an advocate for us since day one. Just, you know, whatever we need, you're right there for us. And, uh, you know, obviously helping us get guests and, you know, suggesting guests and, and of course, coming on yourself. So we truly appreciate that. And you know that you have our support as well. Anything that we can do for for you on this end, that's the podcast as well as the 1400 Club. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, just maybe your background and, uh, you know, what drew you to Jackson State University?
1: So uh, I applied for the job a little over two years ago, and, um, you know, I've always known Jackson State, and and honestly, that's because of Walter Payton. You know, everyone knows who Sweetness is, and when I was a kid, you know, when they actually made the video games, um, I always, for some reason, would pick Jackson State, and I would move them to the SEC, (laughs) and (laughs) and then, you know, make all their ratings, like, 99. I thought I was the only person who did
2: that. (laughs) I thought it was just me.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, I've always I've always known Jackson State, and I think Jackson State is a premier program. This is a, a premier job. Um, you know, this is I'm in the capital city in the state of Mississippi, and it's just fantastic. I mean, this is this is just the closest. Thing for me to be at a Power Five school in, in my career, I worked at New Mexico State prior, you know, and they're they're a group, group of five school, so the fan base there, you know, just isn't the same. So when we come to Jackson State and you I see the alums, I see the support, it's just awesome. I mean, there's there is there is nothing like Jackson State University. There's nothing like Jackson State athletics. It is just at a different level, and that's why. I wanted to be part of Jackson State. And with everything going right now, I really think we're turning the page with the leadership of um, VP, AD Ashley Robinson. Um, It's just, I'm excited. Um, I I know several fans and alums are excited across the country, and I I just, you know, I can't wait to see this just come to fruition.
2: Uh, Dennis Charles Bishop here, and I, I know I'm, I'm normally in awe uh, with uh, all the hats that you wear, but uh, talk tell, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your role and your role with Jackson State, uh, your title, and, and what all does that entail?
1: Well, it's a associate athletic like director for sports media, and you have the tra- traditional sports information duties of the job, um, websites, stats, um, press releases, sending those press releases to the media. Um, and then there's the media relations part part of it. Um, you know, we are, Jackson is a top 100 market. So usually when you see a top 100 market, they have several TV stations, um, newspapers, several media entities, and I interact daily with the, the Jackson uh, media. Then you have the public relations part of the job where, you, you, know, you know, that's kind of, you still are. Um, working with the media in that aspect, but you trying to put a positive spin on anything that's Jackson State. For, for example, I will never send a press release out there that puts Jackson State in a negative light. You never, I would never ever do that. So I try to control what well, I can control. Anything that's sent out there, even if we lose a game, you no, know, it's going to happen. You're, you're going to lose games. Um, you always start with the positive. From that game, you know, so-and-so scored uh, 30, 34 points on 9 of 14 shooting from, from the floor. However, lost a tough um, decision to set an opponent. Um, right. Social media is huge, too. That's a, a major part of, of my role, and that, I think, is the most fun for me because I'm active on it personally. So I, and then obviously I'm active, active on it professionally so I've seen the Jack State brand from a social media standpoint grow I mean, we have over 30,000 followers on Twitter, we have almost 20,000 likes on Facebook um, Instagram is almost to 3,000, that's the one medium where I know we need to uh, do better at and then um, YouTube, we have about 200 followers and that's another area i like to be better at but what I'm proud about that is we have the largest social media following in the SWAC, and it's not even close. It's Jackson State, and then a large Gulf, and then it's Gramlin and Southern, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Right, and that's what I like. Like you said, it's many hats, but it's 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 fun. Like my job is fun. I am so lucky. Wow.
0: Absolutely, that is awesome,
2: Dennis.
0: Yeah, and I, Dennis, you know, obviously, right now we're facing a. Uh, global pandemic, uh, the coronavirus, and we recorded a show on yesterday and kind of talked about how that was affecting Jackson State athletics, but uh, what can you add? What's your perspective on that?
1: Heartbroken. That's that's just, you know, I I feel for all of our student-athletes, especially for our basketball teams, you know, Coach Reed and her team rolling, you know, we were going to win that SWAG championship, and we were going to go to the conference tournament, or I'm, I'm sorry, to the NCAA tournament. Coach Brent and his team—they've won five in a row. They were getting hot, man. They were just—they're they're peaking at the right time, which what, what you want to do at this time of the year. And I'm mean, heartbroken for them. Baseball, softball, track and field, tennis—just um, you feel for the kids or for the, the young men and the young women that are representing your university. And this is just a time where we've never seen anything like this. I mean, how do we react to this? And we just have to make sure any decision that is made, and that's – I know that um, Commissioner McClellan and the SWAC, um, A.D. Robinson, you know, they've had to make difficult, tough decisions. But that's what – they've showed leadership, and that's what we need in this type of role. And it's just, you know, we're we're all new to this, (laughs) so we're just doing (laughs) the best we can to support
2: our our students. Dennis, I wanted to go back to something that that you touched on, uh, especially with regards to the social media and and the importance of of social media in terms of of, of how it relates to recruiting. And and, and you mentioned there's a large gulf between Jackson State and the rest of the swag. But just talk about the importance of expanding that brand uh, via social media
1: it's the first thing that kids look at. Um, you know, if you aren't, it, people always talk about in facilities, there's an arms race. There's an arms race in social media. Mm-hmm. Staffs have grown to include graphic designers, videographers, and then they multiply that. <laughs> like, if you look at the ICC, mm-hmm. like, in Alabama, I just would be, I just, I'm just amazed at their creative content departments. Um, but we do a great job, I think, at Jack, Jackson State. Um, James, James Motley, he's our marketing coordinator. He does graphics and does um, video graphics as well. So what we do is we try to make content that people relate to and like and put Jackson State just in a positive light. Um, if you're a recruit, you live on Twitter. You live on Instagram, you live on Facebook. So you, you go to the social media pages. Let's say for example your quarterback Johnny Jones from mm-hmm. Texas and you uh and then you have offers from Jackson State, Falcorn, Texas, Texas Southern P V and you, you know, they're all in the running for this this quarterback. And let's say you look at the other the schools and uh let's say uh P V, you know, I, their graphics are okay, you know. They don't stand out. And then you go to the other school. Oh, you know, they have a cool video, man. Or, that looks cool. I like what they did, and that resonates with them. Yeah, it's it, you have to be constant. You have to be interactive. There's there's no no break in it, and have a, a healthy social media presence. It can make or break you. Can they buy into that? That that is that's probably. <laughs> And their top three of important things that they're looking for out of school, social media and how they can be promoted within that, and to expand their own brand. And that's one thing with us, with our Twitter, with our our thirty thousand plus followers. You know, if if Jalen Jones scores a touchdown, and we we we, we that out during the game, he's you know, honest that's two hundred thousand reach, which is incredible. Two hundred thousand thousand people, right? See a tweet from our account at any given time, and there's no reach in the conference compared to that. And that's the, the, the built-in advantage that Jackson State has because of its tr- tremendous fan base. So,
2: so you're saying our, our Jackson State athletes they get an opportunity to uh, expand their own personal brand uh, through the athletic department? Of course,
1: of, of course they do. And you know, with everything coming down in the next couple of years, with uh, um, you know, there might be an opportunity, you know, I I don't know. I'm not a compliant person, so that's something that's out of my my realm, but I can see it helping kids get the jump start on what they're going to do after they go to college and after they exhaust their eligibility, you know, because not all kids are going to go pro. That's just a fact. Right. Mm -hmm. They can start here and build something that is, their brand that's positive and then when they leave Jackson State you know they might have 10,000 followers on Twitter they might have so many likes on Facebook their Instagram might you know that's that's popular they might have 30,000 followers or even more and that's because of their connection to Jackson State University in YouTube in the future they may be able to generate stuff with their with a channel they have They, they currently can't can't make anything right now based on the NCAA rules on a YouTube channel. That may change. But to leave Jackson State University with a brand that's established, that people know, and they go into the real world, they can have a brand that's real, that represents them. And that's something that can only happen at Jackson State in the Southwestern Athletic Conference.
0: Wow, that is some amazing stuff. That's awesome and, information. Yeah, definitely awesome, and I think a great recruiting tool. So I definitely hope the coaches are taking advantage of, of that advantage that we have.
1: Of course, um, we talk with the, the head coaches um, all the time. It seems like about social media with, with football. It's Brady Ackerman. He does a great job of, you know, saying what you know. Can we do this? Can we do that um, women's basketball coach coach Reed she is directly involved in that she wants to know what we're doing to make her program look look better for men's basketball case um, and Burke and coach, coach dixon they're 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 asking us um, baseball softball they they just all want something that is current and up to date and relevant and if we can produce the material that that is the best, not only the best in the SWAC, because I think already we do that, but best in the region. Um, we also work with the other side of campus, um, University Communications. Um, Brandon Thompson, he's also a graphic uh, designer. He's one that designed the, the football poster that we did for signing day. He, they're a great resource. So it's all about working together. And as one university, coming together, and we're all there for one reason, and that's just to, to put Jackson State in the best, positive light. I think we can compete with – I'm, I'm not saying it just to say this, but there's no no reason we can't compete with Ole Miss or, or State or any other school in this region. Um, we have the talent to do it. We have the resources to do it to an extent. So we can be the best, hands down, from a, a social media Graphics, uhm,
0: standpoint. All right, you are listening to Tiger Talk with the Fourteen Hundred Club. I am the Corey C, along with Sir Charles Bishop and our special guest Dennis Driscoll. Uh, so, Dennis, we just had a nationwide phenomenon that uh, it's from Jackson <laughs> State University, known as Snacks Mania, or should I say, Snacks State University? And you were there to experience it all <laughs> firsthand. So, you, you got to talk to us about that, from the the notoriety to the the interviews, and it, I'll, I'll let you take it from there.
1: Man, that that was the coolest thing I've ever been a part of in college athletics. It was it was awesome. Um, so, he you know, hit the shot that, that Monday night, and I'm talking to him after the game. I'm like, I'm like, dude, your life just changed. I'm telling you, your life changed. You knew it. And huh? He's like, man, you yeah, recognized it immediately, huh? Yeah. I, I okay. Did I think he'd be on the, the Today Show? No. <laughs> I didn't think it would get that big. But I was like, something's going to happen. This is going to be on ESPN, the top 10, you know, something like that, because they always do that. Mm -hmm. And then that that Monday morning, or I'm sorry, that that Tuesday morning, I plan to take that that morning off. But I get phone calls at (laughs) 8 a.m. from ESPN, Sports Illustrated, Washington Post, uh, TMZ Sports, so on and so forth. So I'm just like, well, those looks like I'm not gonna have Tuesday off. Right. So we, uh, <laughs> we we schedule all these interviews Tuesday afternoon. Call call snacks and like, hey, you can come to the Hall of Fame room. Your life changed. I, was, I, I told him, I was like, remember when I told you your life was gonna change last night? It has changed. So uh, my assistant Blake Weir also did a great job of helping coordinate all of the uh, media that that day. And we were there from noon. To about 5.36, and we we literally had to have a schedule and change stuff around at times. Like, all right, so we got TMZ at 12. We got ESPN at 12.30. We got Barstool Sports at 12.45, uh, you know, and we just had to go down the list. We got the Washington Post at one thirty, and then throughout the afternoon, more people were calling us, so we had to add more stuff. And from Tuesday until Friday, we did over fifty interviews. Wow! And
0: wow. here's
1: here's the thing that cracks me up about this. Do you guys know who Katie Nolan is? She has a yes. She's an ESPN. Yes, yes, yes. She has a podcast, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So when we were in in New York at the Today Show, they wanted us to go over to her place to do a uh, podcast and to do it live there, and we had to turn her down because wow. we didn't have time. Wow. So we had to turn down Mm. Katie Nolan, but you know, we talked to to three different ESPN reporters. um, One that did uh, college sports, and then we saw the the college game day interview that he did in Montgomery. That was the day after the Today Show, and then he did one for the undefeated. Um, The Today Show, man, they they treat you so well. Mm. So, so well. Mm -hmm. They, um, Flew us in and flew us out pretty pretty quickly, but we they had us right down the street from the Radio City Music Hall, um, just literally right across the street from their studios. Um, they sent someone whose name was John Sanders, great great guy. He was the person I was talking to throughout the whole process. He came in that next morning at nine o'clock, walked us across the street, um, snacks, had his own his own room, <laughs> and it, it was just a great great experience. And the thing that the, what I just I, I loved about it was snacks is so selfless. Yeah. He, you know, we'd be we talking about things back and forth, and he would, he just wanted to put Jackson State in a positive light. That's all he wow. wanted to do. He just mm-hmm. he, he'd ask me, "Hey, is this good? Would this help us?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that that's that's that would help Jackson State." All right, let's let's do it. Because so, you know he was he won't tell you. He was a little nervous about it, but he he, he did a great job of um, being confident in, in showcasing Jackson, Mississippi, Jackson State University, Jackson State Athletics, and HBCUs. Because at, at today's show, that demographic was targeted to different people. And for the first time, people heard of Jackson State University. Never before. And I, when I was talking to the book are like, all right, so what's your, what's your demographic? And he basically said, he's like, soccer moms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said that, that, was,
2: <laughs>
1: that was the people that they were at that time that would be watching the show. So mm-hmm. that just is out, outstanding to me. And then from a social media standpoint, and I'm, I'm looking at our, our Twitter right, right now in our, our analytics section. So we've had in the past 28 days, Had 1.31 million impressions on Twitter. We've had 30,000 profile visits. We've had 751 mentions. And our followers, we're now at 31,600 on Twitter. And overall, we're a little over 3 million between Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So that's 3 million people that did not know, or they might have known, but 3 million people that saw positive Jackson State material. And you can't put That's a
2: price awesome. down on yeah. No, you can't. Hey, and This was something that I want to ask this quick question, Dennis, uh, and, and it's not to diminish any of the hard work that the men's basketball team had done, but do you think Snacks might have been a, 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 at least a galvanizing factor in terms of the, the run that they started to get on? Yes.
1: Absolutely. And Coach Brent will play the same thing. They they played for him that game against I'm they wanted him to get in to you know to to have his dream. That was his dream was to play in the Division One basketball. Man, he he did it, and then he made the best of, best of it. And then he just thought we got we played better. It just we were getting hot, and that was the, the catalyst to that five game winning streak. And that team adores him. They love him. They treat him like you know that's that's their their brother. That's their teammate. Um, he's more than a manager for that team. He's, he's wow, just great. he's a great a great person, and just I can't wait to see what his future holds for him now.
2: That that's a tremendous story. I uh, wanted to ask you a little bit about, uh, and you know, this is a, a pet peeve of mine, but the uh, coverage <laughs> of, of of Jackson State with the Clarion Ledger in terms of. Uh, How can we get our beat writer back? And I wanted to ask this, uh, a little devil's advocate question. Uh, For the Jackson State fan that says, you know what, Dennis Driscoll is doing such a tremendous job with uh, putting out our own press releases, uh, JSU TV as well. But talk about the importance, actually, of having a beat writer for this Jackson State Athletics Department. You know,
1: I'm a former newspaper person, so, you know, I – I understand the background of news um, and how they're uh, you know it's a tough time for them right now. Gotta be honest about that. However, <laughs> there is no reason why Jack State Athletics should not have a beat writer covering us on a daily basis. Um, it adds relevance to the the program. Um, all of our main competitors, you know, Allcorn has a beat writer in Vicksburg. Um, up in the Valley, in Greenwood, they they have coverage from their, their paper. Uh, Grambling has coverage from their local paper. And then in Baton Rouge, Southern has coverage. And then if you look, it's not in the SWAC, but it's in the MEAC. If you look down in Tallahassee, Florida A&M has a beat writer. And we, we need a beat writer. It, it, it's competitive. I can see mm-hmm. coaches negative recruiting, saying, hey, well, you know, if you come here, you'll be in the paper, your mom will see you, and so on and so forth. But, you know, if you go to Jackson, they don't have a beat writer. Then they, they they don't care. And I don't like that. So a couple things we can do. Um, the first one, if you see my Twitter, I blow them up on my personal Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I call it out. Oh, yeah. So I I get so angry. with I mean, I've talked to them there about it because they call me and I told them it's not personal, but, um, you know, I, that's how I'm ma- making awareness. I'm like, and I call out them whenever I feel like that we're not being covered in the right way. Um, so there's, I'm, I'm going to name a couple of names here and a couple of emails and, uh, Mary Irby Jones, she's the executive editor. She just started about, two to three months ago, in her new role. She was working on their di- digital side, and then they had a, a shakeup over there. And then um Raimondo Dixon, he's their sports editor. And then, so it's weird how they have their, their setup. Raimondo reports to Jewel Walston, who's the sports director in the South region. They, they've regionalized everything so they can... um How so they can think that they can provide coverage, and what's happened with the the regionalization of it is you don't see Jack Jack of State with a a beat rider, and you don't see Southern Miss, they they lost theirs too.
0: Right,
1: and I would recommend calling them, emailing them. Um, The the number I have for the Clarion Ledger. Seems to change at times if you go to their website, but this is the one I found about thirty minutes ago. Six zero one nine six one seven thousand, and then you're going to have to go for your prompts and get to the newsroom and ask for Mary Irby Jones or Ramondo Dixon. Because you know, I know I don't like getting angry phone calls. They don't like getting angry phone calls. So. You just got to let your voice know because the only way stuff will change is if the, if their readership says they want to change it. They, they want to see it. And then at, at the same time, you have to support your local newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have a $10 online subscription, and I I pay for it because I want to see what, what's going on. And I think in an era where we pay $10 for Netflix, $10 for Hulu, let's support our newspaper. Let's have J- Jackson State. Fans, alums, supporters purchase that. So when we go back and say, "Hey, we want to we want a beat writer," and they, and we can say we've had this many subscriptions, let's talk about this again. I really think your the, the the readership is, is is talking with their money, and at mm. the end of the day, it's the almighty dollar sign. It's kind of what they what they what they care about. But at the same time, it's something that you have to. <laughs> The Claire Ledger is in Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson State is Jackson's Division One program. There is no excuse to have a beat writer. None. It's I won't I won't let 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 them off the hook. I really hope that our our fan base, our alums and supporters won't let them off off the hook. And then the name again for the uh, the the um, young woman in Montgomery. Her name is Jewel Walston. Force director for the South Region. Um, she can be reached at three three four two four zero zero one eight two. And I just, just call, call, call. Call more than once. Mm-hmm. Call on Monday, call on Wednesday, call on Friday. You know, it's just it's, it has to happen over and over and over and over and over again. And go pick buy the Sunday paper, see who their advertisers are go to their ab- advertisers and say, all right, you know, let's go to this company. And you call them like, hey, I see you, you advertised with the Clarion Ledger. Um, you know, I really want to know if, if you support Jack and State Athletics. Um, you know, maybe you should give, give them a call and see why there's not a beat writer. Because when, when your advertisers are asking questions, you know, that's going to be like, okay, well, our advertisers, I mean, they're, they're – they're going to threaten something, you know, they might pull, pull their money, then they might be inclined to revisit adding the Jags State beat writer if their advertisers are asking questions about it. And I've talked to a couple of ones. I'm not going to name any names, but um, a couple of people in the community that do advertise with the paper. And they've gone, they've called, they've gone to their office directly and talked to them, and Ooh. that hasn't happened. That's the first time that's that's happened. So I I really – what I hope is just over time, like, it just becomes just something that Jackson State demands. Everyone knows it and that something changes. And I'm going to – that's a sword I'm going to fall on. I'm going to fight for that every single day. I'm not going to – there's not going to be an update for me with that. I'm going to be constantly bugging them. Be at you know on on our campus, and when they tell me no, you know what? I'm going to tweet it out <laughs> mm-hmm. and let people know because sure. it, sure. it, it's just it, it, we're in that era. All right, you told me no. I'm going to one. I'm going to tweet that out that you told me no, and then I'm going to go find one of our television stations <laughs> who will come out here and do the story anyway. Right, which happened the other night. Boom. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: All right, those are some excellent points. Oh, that's- that's- you know, there you have it, Tiger fans. Uh, that's what we need to do. We need to call the Claring Ledger. We need to email them, put pressure on them. Call the the sponsors as well, the advertisers, and I think between the readers and the advertisers, that should put the pressure on them that you know that it takes. And you know, whatever we need to do, fans, if we need to rally together and you know compile a list of, of fans who are willing, who who pledge to subscribing uh, to the ten dollar monthly subscription. If they were to get a beat writer for Jackson State, hey, if we need to do that, that's what we'll do. But I definitely, I know Charles, you know, we talked about it and he agreed. We we grew up reading that clarion ledger and that, that actually hooked me on Jackson state sports, being a, a kid from Hazelhurst, who, you know, I, I didn't get to go to games, and things of that nature, but I was a big sports fan. So I, I couldn't wait to pick up that paper. So, and I felt like I was on a first name basis with the players just by reading, you know, the, the, the stories. And once I was old enough to start going to the games, you know, I, I just felt right at home because I had been reading the story. So it played a, a huge role in my love uh, for Jackson state. No doubt about it. And that's,
2: I've, I've, I've often spoke of, of my childhood growing up in Jackson, how uh, I just uh, was uh, fell in love with the writing of Roscoe Nance, who was a beat writer for Jackson State and the Swag and Journal, and it just carried on from Roscoe Nance to Mark Alexander, Rick Cleveland wrote about Jackson State, so just a number of tremendous. Uh, writers who wrote about Jackson State and to not have that in place uh, right now is it's, honestly it, it's embarrassing for the Clarion Ledger. So uh, Dennis, if you could one more time just mention those people uh, who are, are responsible and, and that phone number once again.
1: Yes, I'll give you their emails too. Um, the Clarion Ledger, um, Mary Irby Jones. She's the executive editor, and her email is m l r. BY Jones at Jackson.Gannett.com. And Gannett is G A N N E T T.com. Uh, Ramondo Dixon, sports editor. He is R Dixon at Gannett.com. And that's R D I X S O N. And you can reach both of them by calling 601 961 7000. We'll take you to a prompt You just have to get to the newsroom. Someone will answer, and they will direct you to either their voicemail or they might actually um, answer. And either way, if you get a voicemail, leave a message saying that you support Jack Smith Athletics. You want to see a beat writer, and, um, and then if you get them, you know, plead your case. And then the Montgomery advisor, um, the sports director for the South Region, her name is Jewel Walston. And she can be reached at 334-240-0182. And her email is jwalson at com And that's J-W-A-L-S-T-O-N at G-A-N-N-E-T-T dot com. And like I said, I, I encourage everyone to contact them. You know, we have 50,000 plus alums. Imagine if. A
0: thousand
1: of them contacted them. Right. That's how you make a
0: difference. All right. And I will include that information it. in Remember. the show notes, uh the, the notes for the this episode. So uh the number to call and the emails and the name, and things of that nature. So listeners look in the show notes for that information and make sure you contact the Claring Ledger. All right, before we wrap up, Dennis, do you have any you know any message that you'd like to send out to the fans as far as, you know, fan support the importance of attendance, anything of that nature?
1: You know, for the past two years, we have led in in football in average attendance. Um, Let's let's do it again. I encourage everyone to purchase season tickets. Um, I've talked to people and they say, how can I support student-athletes? How can I support Jackson State? How can I support my university? And the easiest way for you to do that is to purchase season tickets. That money is directly affects our student athletes and is very vital
0: to our success. All right. And where can fans follow Jackson State sports on social media including, you know, website? So,
1: everything is gojsu Um Twitter, gojsu-tigers. Uh Facebook, GoJSUtigers. tigers Instagram, GoJSUtigers. tigers and of course our website, go
0: All right, simple enough. Dennis, we want to thank you for coming on. We want, again, thank you for supporting the podcast and the listeners. You know, hey, we have one job. That's to support JSU athletics. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users rate and review the show. And everyone follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. Leave a question or a comment while you're at it and we'll be sure to read it on air. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, subscribing. Rating and reviewing the show and tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thank you for the support. And on that note, go tigers. Hashtag pack the vet. <laughs>